Hello and welcome to Funny Business, the best podcast on the internet. I'm Robbie Hicks. And I'm Lockie Bradford. And on today's episode, we have Bianca Boulden, brand specialist at Virtue Labs. And I've got to say, one of my favorite episodes, Can Tell a Story. Loves storytelling, but I love it when we have these podcast guests and they just get into it and they tell us everything. It's like, I would have wanted to ask the question, but she already covered it, you know? And has had an experience, uh, interesting journey in itself. Like people saying yes to opportunities is like something that we love here on Funny Business. And uh, hear how her pathway into what she's doing now has just been from leaving herself open for new opportunities and then just taking it on, you know, like... Not just, giving a fuck. Yeah, I'm doing this. I'm making it happen. Bit of a thug. Love her work. I feel like you're going to love it too. Enjoy. Bianca, thank you so much for jumping on the Funny Business podcast. For those at home listening, tell us who are you and what do you do? Um, I'm Bianca Bolden. Um, I am a brand manager. Um, it started off as a bit of a PR guru, I guess. Um, uh, I've kind of had a many, many talents, many skills. People still don't really know what I do. Um, but it's more like brand management, brand building, um, and PR. I feel like that's <laughs> the cool type of jobs when people still, even though you're explaining it to them and they see you do something different, they go, I still don't quite get it. It means that you're no, doing interesting that's... stuff, you know. Like you've, you've, I feel like in our prep for doing this chat, obviously coming across who you are and what you do in the first place, it's like you live an interesting life. You do interesting things and there's like, I don't know, it's not many people get to live a life that can be surrounded by more than just one thing going on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I love it because everyone's like, wait, where are you now? What are you doing? Is that work? I'm like, yeah, babe, it's work. But like, it, it's it been a bit of a journey. Like, it hasn't obviously been like that from the get go. It's just, I'm in a place in my life right now where I guess I am sitting at such a level where I can just do things anywhere, anytime. Whereas like, I was in an office like everyone else in the beginning. Um, whereas now it's just, I guess, kept evolving, which is great. I love it. Well, take us back to the beginning. Where did uh, you grow up? I mean, you moved to Melbourne uh, last year. Uh, you growing yeah. up before we uh, clicked record. You said northern New South Wales near Byron Bay. You grow up there. Yeah. What was life like there back in the day? Yeah, so it was a little town called Cabrita Beach. Um, you might know the hotel that's famous there called Halcyon House. Um, back then when I grew up, it was a dirt road. Um, there was no traffic lights or roundabouts. It was literally a dirt road with kangaroos. And like, we were the first street on the right at Cavarita, which is wild, like going back there now. Um, but yeah, grew up up there, um, born and bred on the Gold Coast, well, like Southern End, but, um, went to Lindisfarne, went to Bongini for a bit. Um, I studied interior design, which is funny because I don't do anything in interior design, um I also then finished I graduated from that and then I went and did uh fashion design and did nothing with that either um but did love the PR element there was like a PR subject of um in the fashion design and I was like wow this is pretty cool like it's just making friends and like keeping connections which I just did anyway I guess I was a professional dancer my whole life um at Johnny Young Talent School so I think like being in that dancing environment and going to a Steadfords and doing all these, you know, different things, I was always just that social girl. So when I did, I didn't even know that PR was even a job. Like that's not something that they like tell you in high school, you know, they're just like do geography and do maths, which I hated everything. Um, I was on a dance scholarship at, at school as well. And I was just like, this sucks. This is not me. I don't know what I want to do. I knew I was creative, but I also wasn't like creative, like art, drawing anything like that 
Um, so yeah, when I did that subject, I was like, wow, I'm kind of good at like just talking to people. Like, well, I wonder if there's a way I can like get paid for this. So I had a job um, back at Sports Girl. I was the visual merchandiser, which I was just doing all the windows for Queensland. And then that changed into, um, I got headhunted by the Billabong group. Um, and I looked after all of Billabong nat- like nationally. So I just traveled around and I was like, wow, this is really fun. Like being on the road and like, you know, like not really having anyone like with me and just kind of doing my own thing, but being creative, like it was just so cool. Um, so yeah, that happened. Then um, I asked to get moved to the Sydney office because I just felt I outgrew the Gold Coast and just outgrew, you know, being in a bit of a box up there. Like it just feels like it's the same every day. And so I moved down to the Sydney office, looked after all of Sydney and then got headhunted again. Um, I met someone, one of the owners of One Teaspoon at a bar in Manly and um, they were like, would you come work for us? So then I like worked for them doing their PR um, and that was amazing. Like I just, the amount of people that I met when I first moved to Sydney, like I was just like so in awe of life. Um, and I would just go up to all these celebrities, well, like celebrities, but like the home and the way, like home and away girls and stuff, and just literally be like, hey, do you want some denim shorts? Like, I'll I'll give you some denim shorts. So then I would get their number. Like, it was just so funny. I look back and I'm like, God, this was all before Instagram where you could just do a slip, like slide in. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I started to evolve. And then I don't know, one teaspoon, I felt like I needed to go into an agency and really like learn because I was reporting with an agency with uh one teaspoon but I was in office so I just wasn't really growing to the level I guess that I needed to be um so yeah so then I got a job at two birds talking um and it was run by a woman uh two women one called Prue and one called Amy and honestly they taught me everything that I know about branding and building a brand and I was the PR manager so I managed like all the influencers coming in, all the media coming in, um, kind of oversaw every brand that was within the agency, um, but like looked after it from like an event side of things, not necessarily like more like product placement in mag. It was more like building those relationships with everyone. And those guys kind of like groomed me, I guess, to who I am um, now. And then one of my best friends at the time, he was doing Lara Bingle's hair and he was just literally an apprentice at this hair salon. And um, he's like, Hey, I think I'm going to open up a hair salon. Like, would you come help me? And honestly, I thought, okay, well, why couldn't I try and do that? Like, let's build this empire with him. Like he was like, this is what I see it as. This is how I want it to go. Um, You know, I want to go global. I want to be like recognized as like the number one hair salon, like in Australia. And I'm like, okay, I guess I could try and do this. So my bosses at the time, like the two first talking girls, they were like, she's crazy leaving this job to go do that. And anyway, jump ship. I went to uh, Jay and we started Edwards and Co. And it's literally the number one hair salon in Australia. Um, It took a very, very, very long slog, but like we were so committed and yeah, we made it very much global recognized, um, I guess within like the first five years, like we just had such a, instinct and killer plan that we were just really going heady like heavy to get this out there um so during like my eight years at Edwards and Co I guess I just made friends with every single influencer that came through those doors that's really how I built the business um with him and his amazing skill set and um yeah like 
it was just bizarre. Then I made friends with a few influencers that are in the music industry. And I guess like, it's really funny to like even reflect on this and like kind of think back to my crazy journey. But um, I guess like all the people that I met that were in music, I would then kind of like listen to their stories and was it just was kind of making making my life feel a bit stagnant. Like I feel like I looked at their life and I was like, fuck, I'm just sitting here like in a hair salon, like trying to, you know, build this brand, but they're like traveling around Australia and doing so much cool shit. And then I guess it got my brain ticking again where I was like, maybe I need to be jumping shit. Um, so then Dina Amy, um, she was like, do you want to start tour managing with me? She was dating one of the Rufus boys at the time. And um, she was just doing a lot of spots with them and a lot of tours with them. And I was just like, maybe I'll, maybe I will. So then I started freelancing doing that. And that's when I became obsessed with music and I just loved it. I think it brought me back to me dancing and I guess like not me being in the spotlight, but just that whole behind the scenes kind of um, adrenaline rush and, you know, um, so yeah, I basically forced myself. What is it about like uh, like taking an opportunity that presents itself? Because it sounds like listening to what you do, it always sounds like you're a pretty driven person that's always trying to strive and achieve something, but you're always open for new things and new opportunities to come into your life. Yeah. I guess like I've always been really true to following my intuition and, you know, I am a very much a spiritual little being and I just have always gone with whatever my gut is kind of telling me to go for. And I think that's why I've just like jumped and seen, you know, potential in every avenue that's kind of come my way. Definitely there's been some avenues that have come that I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel right. But the ones that I have jumped to obviously have like led me to where I am now. And it's been like an incredible journey. What about learning new skills? It feels like you go from one thing to another, like you've got to learn pretty quickly on the fly, hey? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's funny because I recently was, well, not recently, but it was like back in December, um, I was diagnosed with ADHD, like adult ADHD, which has been such a journey because I always found myself such a focused individual. Like I thought that I was so good at just like jumping into the deep end and problem solving. Um, but then when I was diagnosed with that, I guess after all this COVID, like being locked away, like it, that's also something that kind of scares me now. So it's really funny that I, I guess it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like I've completely evolved in such a short period of time, but then also in such a long period of time too. I've had a few people in in our world that have had the uh, like adult diagnosis of going through the same sort of thing. How's that experience been for you? Yeah, look, it's been an absolute journey. Um, I think I had to hit breaking point last year to understand how crucial and overwhelming the experience is. Um, I think it's like a, it's such a mental thing for me that I would get so frustrated. And obviously, like being a woman too, like it comes down to my cycle. So I there's moments of the month where I'm like just he headstrong, like really, really going for it and just getting everything done. And then there's other moments that I'm like really struggling mentally. And then it's kind of like you put you put such a hard, like a hard word on yourself, you know, like your inner roommate is just like, what are you doing? Like, why you why can't you do this? so frustrated I'm getting so frustrated with you like it's just that inner head noise 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a big journey. I think I needed to hit that breaking point moment. Like it was just before summer last year. So obviously I was still in music back then too. So I was just about to, you know, kick off the summer and kick off touring and doing things with Dina. But yeah, it was just, I had to hit that rock bottom moment mentally. Like it wasn't rock bottom with anything else in my life. It was just like this mental head noise of like, cool. I don't think that anything is being aligned right now. And let's just regroup, reground and um, work out what the priorities are and what the focus is. And so, yeah, I then started seeing a psych and got on some meds and yeah, I felt much better ever since. Has it changed the way you operate on like a day-to-day basis or even like how you think about your own brain? I feel like it would be also a pretty empowering mm-hmm. thing to learn more about how it works and how yeah. it, like that's what we're hearing. Yeah, it's, I kind of look at it now as a bit of a super, like a superpower, to be honest. Um, I've always noticed my brain kind of jumping between multiple different tasks and like I've always got a million tabs open. Um, but now I kind of lean into it as opposed to like think that I'm a bit crazy. And I also always kind of kept my my cards really close to my chest and not really wanting to talk about it. Um, but I guess the, like, you know, social media is a blessing and a curse all in one, but the best thing about it is just like understanding how many other people kind of are on the same journey or have the same experience and knowing that you're not alone and then kind of like talking to people about it. And then instead of being so hard on yourself, letting those days, if you're literally just, your head is going a bit bonkers, let yourself just have that day. That's what, as I was saying before we jumped on, like. Um, before we started recording like if it's sunny and I'm having one of those really hard days I'll just literally take myself out for a walk and that 20 minutes in the sunshine and fresh air world of good like I completely have a hard reset I think it's cool too when other people can see like you speaking about it and what you're going through it it makes other people just realize hey like I can flip the mindset too and see it in in that sense as well and like coming out and I know like us doing the pod like going through family stuff and like sharing the story and about connection and stuff it's like real life things that are happening to you but how do you share it you know what i mean like what's the narrative like how do you like and you know you want to be authentic and stuff but you're also going through something as well yeah totally and i feel like you know the what you put on your social media like it's always such a highlight reel as well like and i'm still really struggling like i want to be more open and vulnerable across social media so that people can really feel that connection. Cause I like pride myself on connection. Like it's a huge value of mine is like building that connection with people. Obviously I'm in PR. So like, that's, you know, a huge thing for me, but also like, you know, I don't really put my family on my social media. Like I want to keep some things really private. Um, but it's sharing these stories and sharing, like, I guess, like the journey of where you've been and where you've come and, you know, your mind and what you're working on and things that you've hit rock bottom, like it does help other people. So it's kind of like finding that middle ground of where you're sharing, but not oversharing, I guess, where it still feels safe. Oh, hundred percent. Hey, let's get into some stuff around some, some brands. Love to get uh, rewind back a little bit and talk about your experience of diving into the world of brands and how you think it's changed, especially here in Oz uh, since you've been involved in the space. Yeah. Um, so now I I left Untitled Group um, in March and I've gone back into brand management for a um, biotech hair care brand that's American um, called Virtue Labs. And I never thought that I would want to go back into that brand management side of things just because it's just such a 
oversaturated market at the moment with brands popping up everywhere. And like, I'm just talking about beauty, but I'm going to say it's every industry. It's not just beauty. Um, It's just such an oversaturated market. But the reason being like, I can only work with a brand that I absolutely live and breathe and one that I fully love and that I've tried, tested, you know, done all my research, you know, research with and also the journey, like whatever their story is, what their ethos is, like I have to be able to connect to it. Um, so that they're like the key things that I look for when I'm like wanting to work with a brand. Like I do look at all those little elements and pillars to see where if it reflects to who I am and how I can relate and how I can build it. Um, so with brands, I guess not all of them have that. Like they don't all, they're just a brand for a brand to make some money. And, you know, they might've seen, I don't want to sh- put shade on any brands because I don't want anyone to hear it and report back. But, um, you know, some of them, it's just like, they've got a huge marketing budget or, and that's why the brand's doing successful. Like there's not necessarily anything good with that brand. And I really don't want to say anything bad, um, but they've got the money to spend. You know what I mean? So all these influencers and all these marketers everyone's talking about these brands and there's not actually anything too good about that brand and it'll all come out eventually with what people's experiences are you know it's so crazy that you think like that with brands we think the same sort of thing around startups too is that sometimes like and then you see articles and that come people come out like they've done this amazing campaign like oh that person like well Fucking so they should. <laughs> it's <laughs> a know? bit underwhelming, if I'm being honest. You they know, the money yeah. in the world to do yeah. anything they want, and that's what they did. So it's like, but yeah. you can't. That's how the world works, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's it's cool that you only really you you only like brands that you truly believe in. Yeah, totally. And like, I just worked this week in Sephora. Um, we did like an event for House of Sephora, which is basically a new product that's dropping in the um into their stores. And I we hired this trichologist to do scalp analysis and pH level analysis and everything on beauty media and influencers. And it's so funny because she's worked across multiple brands around talking around their ingredients and their science and if it actually generally works and whatever. And she's like told me all these brands that she's worked with that are just so bad, which I already knew anyway. But she, I said to her, I said, hey, like, add curiosity like is there anything have you dived deep into virtue is there anything that you found within the brand of virtue because I knew that I was obsessed with it I was obsessed with it because of the story of the founder but also I used it back in 2017 or 2018 one wash I noticed the difference so I was like I want to see what the trichologist says she's like Bianca I have literally searched high and low in the whole SKU range like every single product She's like, there's not one thing I can find. And I was just like, wow, like that's wild. Like she can literally find any little thing in every other brand and she can't find something in this. So it made me feel really good that I'm like building a brand here in Australia that's like doing something, like doing something well. Did you think that you'd end up back working in hair? Look, I definitely didn't. Um, I just loved Melissa, the founder. Like she is just someone that I aspire to be like I really wanted to learn and grow from her like she's been in Forbes 50 under 50 um she's worked in the beauty space for like 50 years or something um I just find her fascinating like the way she's just such a visionary like she's so visionary with how her approach is with product and yeah I just really wanted to work underneath her like I just thought that for the next phase of my life and the growth that I want for myself I needed someone like her 
and I've wanted a woman. Like I just wanted to learn and grow from someone like that. So, yeah. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, how how do you learn? Like obviously there's media and looking up stuff, but it feels like you like to surround yourself with people who can sort of, you can take inspiration from like with actually doing the stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I really, I'm such a believer in like having mentors and like having people that you aspire to, you know, be and people that you can actually work with weekly or monthly, however it works, um, like however much time you can get with them. So Melissa, I said to her, like, I want to be mentored by you. Like, I want to be learning from you. Um, my old boss at Two Birds Talking Pro, she now owns an agency called One Day Dream. Um, and she pivoted her PR agency into talent management now. And I still look at her as a mentor, you know, like I still try and catch up with her every two weeks. Like, yeah, I love her, like love her. Um, and then I also have um, Phil, Phil Norsworthy. Um, he is, I met him, I think he was the MC at, do you remember the magazine, The Collective, which was like Lisa Messenger's magazine? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, no, so I didn't she, have it. I don't think I've read it, but I remember the name, yeah. Yeah, so she used to have, like, these um, events for her readers where it would be, you know, just people's stories, people's journeys. And, yeah, Phil, he's amazing. So he works with, like, CEOs uh, of Apple, Telstra. Um, and so he's, like, on my speed dial when I need to have a chat with someone that I aspire to be. He blows my mind. He's like a walking library. I'm like, how do you know so much? He just reads a book a day. I'm like, you actually, like, a scary, scary that's crazy. I wish I read a book a day. You know, yeah. at least at least you could say that. Even a book a week would be nice. You know, yeah, what I, mean? but I feel like we do pods and we learn through stories, and you know what I mean. We meet interesting people all the time. That's like a book, isn't it? Maybe. When you think about it. Well, you, you've you've done yeah. a pod before. I know you were talking off air about being involved. You mentioned the start. You wanted to be involved in in journalism or in all that sort of stuff. In that aspect, did you think this would be how you're shaping up in where your career is now? Um, not really, but like, I also didn't really have, I guess, like a plan. Like I didn't see what my life was going to be. I feel like there's so much pressure in high school around like, what are you doing with your life? Like, what's your journey? What's your path? Like, what are you going to study? I never had that idea. Like I never, I was just very much, I'm just going to go where it flows kind of thing. Um, I never thought that I would end up in PI. I never even thought I'd end up in Melbourne, to be honest. Like this was a city that I was like, fuck that city. I'm never moving there. It's way too cold. And here I am. Um, I just like, I just go with literally my intuition. Like I'll never forget the day I was here in Melbourne, just finished FTL, um, 2022. And I was like, I'm going to move to Melbourne within a month. I moved. <laughs> yeah. I literally just I'm, go I'm moving. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just think that um I mean, I don't know I don't know what my future looks like by any means. I definitely do see myself working probably more with people. Like once I build this brand here in Australia, um I see myself doing a little bit like maybe I'll go into the talent space. I'm not sure. Um I just like working with like people and yeah, building people just building people up. Like building Edwards and Co was one thing, but then also I built obviously Jay Edwards um here in Australia as well so it's yeah it's just it's fun to I guess force yourself and learn from other people's journeys and kind of like my brain just constantly ticks like constantly and if I like even having the conversation with you I might be like oh my god maybe I should talk to the boys about doing something like this and I just love to try and connect dots wherever I can like with 
any kind of conversation with anyone and see where I can help and where I can obviously add value. What about the importance of storytelling? What makes a good story? What hooks you into, you mentioned brand stories and founder stories and that. What is What makes a good one? Um, anything that's authentic. I feel like I can read, like you can kind of read it when it's fake. You know what I mean? Like you, you can generally like go, there's no connection there. And I need connection. I need it to be authentic. I need to feel that genuine like love for whatever the industry is that they're working on or that they're built in, you know, to have that authentic, yes, this is why I did it. This is, you know, that for me is key, absolute key. Because anyone can kind of make up a story if they've brought, if they've developed a product and, you know, they can just be like, oh, well, it'll sound better if, you know, my mother was going through cancer and this is why I developed this or, you know. So you can kind of read through all that. And if it's not genuine, I just can see straight through it. What about some uh, maybe like pit holes or speed bumps for people to avoid when trying to build brands? Like you've had experience now doing it across multiple industries. What do you think is good versus what is stuff for people to avoid? Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, bad, some bad examples of just don't do it like that. We was, we sold uh, slides, OB and Co, and we said, you know. We had the beach this, slides. We beach lived slides. in Melbourne. We weren't near the beach, so it was a hard, it was a hard sell. Robbie, you know? It was in uh, Robbie's garage in Strathmore Downs. <laughs> yeah, near the beach. We, had a, we liked the beach. It doesn't really count, though. No, it doesn't. I think, like, not to rush anything. I think, like, a lot of people kind of jump on a bit of an idea and, like, maybe your slides are one I'm not sure but like they come up with this bit of a concept and then it's like they're not thinking through every single step and it's just this forced pattern of growth because I think when it's this forced growth it kind of has like there's so many cracks that it can slip through and then therefore you're just constantly chasing your tail I think I think when things a slower and more thought out and a little bit more strategic, I think that it obviously works to your favour. And that's something that I definitely noticed when I was with Edwards & Co. Like everything was so speed light, like so fast. Um, and it worked in our favour, but if I could do it again, I think I would have, I mean, yeah, I was also a lot younger then. I don't know if I was necessarily like as aligned with how I am now. Um, and I probably was that fast speed of of light kind of like go getter whereas like right now I think that I would just really iron out everything a little bit more and make sure that it's really structured and yeah I I think that that would be the biggest thing that I think that I've like since reflection like on you know working in that brand I think that that's the biggest thing that I would definitely not do again well you mentioned you love the spirituality the energy and stuff Robbie loves it too so I thought we could talk about it. Yeah, Robbie loves it. He's into it. I'm into it. I'm not saying I wouldn't, yeah. I'm super spiritual, but I'm... Yeah, you're I'm, a spiritual person, I would yeah. say. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, there you go. No, but it, it's like recently, he never really spoke about it now. He's just... He's, he's getting on the spot. I don't really know how to talk about it. So I don't... Like, yeah. Happy to... Happy to talk about it, but I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the lead of the conversation. <laughs> so funny, like I mean, I've always been a really spiritual person, but I think like as you get older... I think it just kind of comes a little bit more part of your day to day because I don't know, like you kind of need something in your life, right. To like feel really supported. And if you're thinking like, yes, the universe has my back, it's kind of like that law of attraction. You're thinking it, you're putting it out there and then therefore like good things kind of follow. And like whether or not it's real or not, 
at least it's like making you feel good. And I think that at the end of the day, if you're feeling good, then the rest just kind of like happens for you, right? Um, a little bit the same. Like I, mean, I didn't really grow up in a religious family and my, my wife is a bit the same. So since we've had my daughter Matilda, it's a bit like if there's nothing else to believe in, then fucking life's pretty hard. You know what I mean? It's a harsh, harsh reality that's just us on our own trying to do our little thing. And I just hope yeah. that there's something bigger at play where you put enough good stuff out there. Maybe it's karma, maybe it's energy, but it's all stuff. You know, like, like your routine and your like your belief framework on like what gets you up and like that that does like yeah you're right everyone's different and it doesn't matter what it is but it's just the thing that gets you in that frame of mind where you think like you're having the best version of your day or whatever it's you know the same. everyone needs a bit of faith in something you know and I find that I we had we had to do yeah. we had Adam Jacobs the founder of the iconic on the pod and he he talked about finding um. Finding spirituality without religion spirituality, or finding religion finding yeah finding spirituality without religion and yeah. i think it's a really interesting point for people who like i got like if i really didn't grow up anywhere near a religious family <laughs> you know what i mean so like yeah. to, hear, to hear like i don't know what i see people believe in stuff and they've got like some sort of, they've got their practices which is their cell like if they go to church i think that it's, it's all about community and connection and finding time with family and friends and being thankful for shit and i'm like that's cool i like all that stuff but i don't want what's to go my to, what's my one i don't want to go to church know? you know what i mean like i don't want to go to church i don't want to do the yeah, thing like yeah. what, what do i do he just like he likes looking at ladybugs in the backyard and i like, like seeing rainbows <laughs> and ladybirds and i like yeah i go out and my, my dog looks at the moon you know what i mean sunset yeah, like life that's what life is isn't it just real stuff yeah yeah stopping and paying attention to beautiful mother nature around you 100 percent Whenever uh, he's not listening to Akon or Chingy or Biscuit or anything, he likes observing the nature. He's trying to throw me under the bus today. (laughs) I I don't don't mind that. Hey, let's get into life a bit when you're traveling around and working life on tour, doing that sort of stuff. We'd love to hear how you stay like, I don't know, what's the word? Productive. You know, like always on the go, but it must be a challenging, it must have its challenges as well. Yeah, it definitely does. I think it's really hard to, you know, routine is what kind of keeps you grounded and keeps you in flow, I guess. Um, And when you don't have your routine, because you don't who's got routine on the road, like it's different time zones. It's also like flights, like you think, oh, yeah, it's just an hour flight to Sydney, but it's like the commute there, It's you know, then being at the airport, then being on the plane, then getting back to the hotel, like it's just constant. It's like half a day or a whole day sometimes. Um, so it's really hard to kind of stay on top of everything while you're on the road. Um, but I am such a believer in trying not to, um, I guess like let anything consume you because then you can feel really overwhelmed. And if you can just try and stay present as much as possible, I'm, I'm a freak. I'd like download, um, like insight on my insight timer. I like download meditations and try and do that on the plane. Um, I think that it really calms me. Whereas like, if I listen to like, house music or something it pumps me up so much gets my adrenaline going and I'm sitting on the plane just like just like oh my god I need to get off this plane whereas (laughs) like if I'm just listening to like sound healing or you know some sort of meditation it just like puts me into this like trance and then I feel like I'm really calm and when I land I can take on whatever I need to um so that's probably like a massive trick that I do (laughs) I feel like it's like you're always finding like what you, how many things you can do while you're doing something. Like you're squeezing the most out of the day. Like, and then it probably yeah. trickles into later on when you probably got more time, but you're like, hey, I can do three things and get this done if I just do it like this, you know? And I, I think too, if there's like, you know, if you put an out of, out of office on your email and just say, please text me, I think it's easier when all information comes through one area. Like I can't stand when you're on the road 
and you're getting texts, you're getting calls, there's DMs, like your Facebook messages going off, your email. It's so overwhelming. Whereas like I literally would just put it on my email, sorry, in my out of office and be like, I'm not going to be checking my email. Send me a text. Because if you can eliminate one form of communication, that is absolutely going to change your life and not make you feel so overwhelmed while you're trying to do a million different things. Oh, I always feel guilty too because it's like when you're dealing with people, you you want to be responsive because that's your job, but it's like you need to give yourself energy back where you're like, I actually deserve to watch a bit of dumb TV today and not respond to this like right now. Like if I don't reply to it right now, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? But then I'm like, I don't want to think about it while I'm watching something else better, <laughs> you know? And then you usually do it. I and really, then I'm just like, fuck, what am I doing, you know? I really struggle with that as well because I – I reply straight away, but I am really trying to put more boundaries in for my own personal time. So I have now set it up on my phone, like God love Apple with like setting all of all of those um, new, you know, how you can, how you can do those new modes and stuff. I live through those things. Like I have two different faces of my um, phone. Like I've got like a work face, which I know Slack email, no personal calls, um, no personal text will come through and also no DMs or any kind of social media will come through. And then I have like my own, like my weekend or after five o'clock screen that I know that then no emails come through, no um, slacks, like anything like that. And no work calls can come through. So I think like that has really helped me because otherwise I just answer everyone. It'll mean midnight and I'm like, oh, reply to that. It's actually probably a good segue question. We ask all our guests as a bit of a mental health question is uh, what do you turn to when you're looking to get some energy back in your life? Um, I do Pilates every day. That it definitely fills my cup up. Um, it's the only time that I'm not thinking about what's ahead and what's going on on my phone. Um, so that definitely gives me my energy back. I meditate you morning to, and night. You go to Upstate? I do. I'm like yeah, an ambassador that. of Upstate. Yeah. Yeah. We love Gail. We had Gail on the pod maybe two years ago. She's from down our way and she's just, I love what she's yeah, doing. She's she's so key, cool. right? Yeah, she's talkie, right? Yeah. Is she talkie? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So yeah, cool. They're doing such a great job. Pilates, I've always, she keeps trying to say, she tries to get us into the boxing, but I'm like, oh, I really want to, but I just. Locke went to one group fitness and someone, he had the, <laughs> what happened? Oh, uh, you know, when you go to the group fitness things and I had the trainer guy behind me just worried about my form. The first, uh, I'm just here because I've got a free thing, you know what I mean? Like, and then this is yeah. just there the whole time. Like, this is making me not want to come back. But anyway, <laughs> what are we even talking about? I just butted in before I butted in and told yeah. my story. We're talking about Pilates. a mental health question, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Upstate, something. how good Upstate is. Yeah, but Pilates, yeah. like, it looks yeah, so good. Yeah, I love good. Upstate. Pilates oh, so, so good. good. Sometimes I'll go, like, I'm, I know I'm a freak, and Gail will probably love this if she listens, but, like, sometimes I'll go twice a day because I work from home, so it really honestly feels, like, fills my day up. Like, if I just need a bit of a break and there's a lunchtime class, I'll literally just go move my body for those 45 minutes and I just come back so much energised and then I'll just work till 6, 7 o'clock at night and then I'd smash it out, you know. Um, so Pilates is definitely my... Everyone thinks I'm a freak because I am honestly like the most routine-based Pilates girl ever. All the instructors think I'm a freak, but that's fine. I love Pilates. Uh, and then, yeah, meditation morning and night, um, I live for that. And I have a kinesiologist um, that I live for. I see her like every – I'd see her fortnightly if I could, but I try and do it monthly. What do they do? What's a kinesiologist? They look after everything, isn't it? It's everything in your body, yeah? Oh, 
Oh, you need to get onto kinesiology if you are um, in that spiritual world. But basically it is muscle testing. So it's kind of like a therapy session where you're kind of like talking about, you know, what's going on in your life and what you want to shift. And then you'll get on the bed and they do muscle testing to, I guess, associate what you have said to them, what your body is actually referring to. So it might be that you need like, it's just like an energy healing um, realignment. Basically it's like energy healing chiropractor kind of session, but they're not pushing your body. You know what I mean? It's just like the outskirts. Oh, I love that shit. I went to um the mind, body and soul expo or whatever and had Reiki done. And oh, yeah, I remember yeah, getting similar to Reiki, but yeah. not either. Similar, yeah, but yeah. it's got to remind me a little bit of that. And I was like, I was skeptical going in. I was like, this isn't going to work. And then I literally felt something like coming out of my head. And I was like, there's someone blowing on my face or something. Like it felt so strange, oh. like this energy thing. And I was like, from then on, I've been like, well, that was fucking strange. You know what I mean? Like that actually felt like it worked. Loxwell, Morris, he yeah. says he isn't, but he worked at, you worked at the float tank. You were the float. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the float tank. I joint? love the float tank. Lock, lock. When we lived, we first moved out of house together like ten years ago. He was working at one, and at the time, I was working corporate and like put my suit on to go to fucking work every day, catch a train and that. And Lock yeah. was working as the, the the float experience chief float officer, <laughs> <laughs> and he was floating like two hours a day after work himself. So he's coming home like no a fucking stress, dancer. Right? No, he's the most zen person alive, floating two hours a day. So I don't, everyone I like, had this real like immediate energy and I was like, I don't need that crap. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm all good. I don't know? think anyone's ever floated as much as you, I don't reckon. But I love that shit though, yeah. Two hours a day is a lot of floating. <laughs> yeah, it's too yeah. much. It's, it's a lot of alone time in the tub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of alone time in the tub. <laughs> like, you need to work her out, bro. You're meant to be scrubbing the That's tub. That's why I think I feel like after this chat, I feel like we need to up our productivity a little bit and it you need to get out of the bar. It does you feel good, though. Like all this stuff. Like, Kinesiology. Yeah. Oh, my God. It like, yeah, it makes me feel like some. I sometimes walk out of the sessions. Like I've got a session tomorrow with um, Ash, my kinesiologist, and like, I'll walk out of there like, but like it sounds crazy. I know I sound crazy, but like it feels like my body is vibrating. Like, and you feel like stoned or high. Like you're just kind of like, I remember once I drove home from her and she's just in Armadale and I'm in St. Kilda. And I had, I nearly had like three accidents because I, I should not have driven. I was honestly on another planet another planet. And she has just started doing um, spinal energetics with me, which is basically like we hold trauma in our spine. Um, And I always thought, I don't know if you've seen Goop and seen the spinal energetics episode, but I always thought that that was maybe a bit of a load of shit. Like how do they, like the body's shaking and like things that your body's moving like on this bed. And I literally thought that maybe it was like a load of shit. And when she did it to me, I couldn't believe it. I had no control over my body. My right arm was swinging around. My pelvis was lifting off the bed. Like, and I I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is just the most bizarre feeling. Like I felt like I had no control over my body. Yeah, I'll get yourself some of these. We're not thinking about that. We're hunches, aren't we? We got a lot of tension. We all that tension and we just hunch over. And if you felt the the traps, they're hard, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. A little bit of blood flow through. Come on, just relax. Shake the, <laughs> just shake the shoulders a little bit. You know? Hey, we're, we're half. Sorry, I think I think there's a really good kinesiologist, by the way, down in Torquay for you guys. I if I remind me, and I'll try and find this kinesiologist. That sounds good. It feels like a bit of a vlog too. Yeah, I feel like if, I get, get if I'm leaving yeah. vibrating, feeling a bit stoned and high, I'm... <laughs> that's what you live for, don't you? <laughs> <You're in. laughs> 
Hey, what's his favourite state to be? We're about we're about halfway through the year. What are you excited about for the rest of the year? Um, I am a bit excited. I have just started um to I'm gonna start to managing a DJ. Do you know Mel Hall? Yeah, we saw her on the Instagram, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna start working with Mel Hall now that Dina is um haven't well, she's had a baby now, but had a baby. Um, she's a little bit off the road for a while. I'm not even sure if she'll come back, to be honest. I feel like she's loving motherhood so much. Um, but, yeah, I start working with Mel this summer, which I'm really excited about. We've got Harbour Life, um, another, I nearly said it then, and I'm glad that I caught myself. It hasn't, it's not announced till next week. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm working with her. She's got a bunch of festivals that she's doing this this summer, which will be amazing. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And, yeah. Um, we are launching a new podcast, my kinesiologist and I, which is funny. Um, it's going to launch in the new year and it's going to just be more around connection and community. And I guess making people feel that, you know, there's so much mixed messaging out there around spirituality and like aligning it with who you are. And um, it's kind of like a bit of a podcast around like professionals that are in like a bit of a woo-woo space I guess how you are Rob like you like it but you're still a professional so it's just interviewing people and speaking to people about their life and their journey and um yeah I just I feel like I'm I feel like I'm just in such a different place like to even like a month ago and six months ago I just feel like I'm just constantly evolving and I just want to keep going down this path um and help wherever I can so um, yeah, and I started mentor. I'm starting to mentor next year, like young kids, which I'm also really excited about too. Oh, I reckon you got a lot to offer because this podcast has been. I mean, your story is sick. I mean, taking opportunities and and striving for more. I've wrote like a note here, like ambitious. You know, like so driven to like do shit. I think that's what resonates yeah. with us as well. We're just like you're a fucking go getter. You have a crack. You're doing good things, <laughs> and you have fun. Like which is important. Yeah, and I have fun. That's why I really liked your event that um that was a few weeks ago now, months ago maybe. But like I really enjoyed that event that you guys did because like for me, I wouldn't meet any of those people. You know, like just in my day to day life, I stick to pretty much my routine. Like I literally just do Pilates work and maybe see some of the girls. Like, like, you know, that's about it. Like I don't, I would never have met any of those people, but it's so good having events like that where you can just connect and see, like, I want to see how, how can I help you? Where can I add value? Like, what are you doing? Is there anything like maybe speaking with me for five minutes, we can help each other out. Like that to me is all that I want to do. Like, and I, it, I used to care so much about money and I just now, it's not even about the money. It's about the journey. And I, yeah, I just, I want to give back wherever I can. So yeah, that's, well, that's me for the next six months and beyond. <laughs> well, thank you for being so open too on the pod. I feel like it's been an unreal chat yeah, and no, excited sure. to get it out in the world. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. Thanks so much guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Al Bradford. I feel like you need to lift your productivity a little bit. When she was talking about all the spirituality stuff, I'm like, I used to be so in touch with myself and I felt a bit happier. And, and, now, now, all, and just... now all you do is touch yourself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now I'm just like, oh, like I need to get back to doing that sort of stuff, eating a bit healthier, uh, maybe looking up every now and then, not just at my computer and just, I don't know, made me feel like I need a bit of a reality check and she's doing some good things. And It's nice that someone's given it to you. I've been trying to say it now for weeks and months. Uh, you, know? you, you, you didn't like it when I threw you under the bus talking about spirituality because you're like, I don't know what to say here. I'm I just starting to, to get say. into it. Yeah, I'm just learning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a newcomer. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm, My Kool-Aid just come in the, in the <laughs> mail and uh, you're just like, you kind of wanted a little session on it. 
and I bought it out. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. It was good, though. Hey, if you're new to the pod, we drop guest episodes all the time. Content's coming out three, four, five times a week. Maybe a change next week. Not, not sure. Things are happening. But hope you enjoyed. See you later. Bye.